Welcome, everybody, to the Longhorn Republic, your source for Texas Longhorn news, sports, and opinions with a bit of snark built in. We are a podcast at Burn Orange Nation, and you can find more great Texas Longhorn content over at BurnOrangeNation.com. If you like what we do, please leave us a rating or review on Apple Podcasts. It helps get the show out there. Share this with your friends wherever you found it, whether it was Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn, Spotify, anywhere we find fine podcast content. For some reason, you can find Kyle and myself under Burnt Orange Nation. Feel free to connect with us on social media at Longhorn Pod. Shoot us an email, LonghornRepublicPod at gmail.com. My name is Gerald Goodrich. I'm your host this week, like I am every week. And I'm joined by a man who will never stop, never stopping, Kyle Carpenter. Kyle, how are you? Um, you know, I believe it was best said when, uh, no, I was going to try to quote some some real uh, old school hip hop um, to the banjo, the boogity beat, I believe. Um, no, Gerald, um, I don't know how to stop. Please don't stop the music. Um, we have been uh, blasting new T-Swift more so, we've been blasting new Black is King, Beyonce uh, visual album. It's good as an audio um, as well, but it's a good visual album. Check out Jay-Z's um, like 38 Seconds of Glory where he comes in and just kind of reminds everyone he's got to be by his name now. He's a billionaire. But we've just been um, we, we've been going, and we ain't stopping. Gerald, we, we didn't didn't dive into it on our, our Tuesday show a ton, but uh, how are you going uh, and not stopping with, with now two human lives that you must uh, you must balance? I guess that's why the Lord gave us two hands. Uh, yeah, so my body is like 40 to 50% cold brew at this point. Um, side note, the Costco brand coffee is actually really, really good for cold brew. Oh. Uh, it turned out really, we got a really big bag of it, so we're making it by the gallon at this point in our life. But uh, Gerald, I'm going to send you, I love I love everything Costco, but I'm going to send you because this is the, the number one Texas expat gift box that we've been sending to people in Chicago and California when they leave and no longer have access to an H-E-B. H-E-B, H-E-B has a San Antonio blend uh, bean that makes the most fantastic cold brew. I can't like, I cannot go back to anything else. I haven't had the Costco admittedly, um, but there it's kind of San Antonio blend has like a, a slight cinnamony, but not enough to overpower it. Um, it's just uh, it is so good. I don't want to describe it. I'm sending you a care package um, that uh, will include at least some HEB San Antonio blend. Again, no free ads. HEB hit us up on Twitter uh, at Longhorn Pod to uh, to sponsor the show. Um, but uh, the HEB San Antonio blend is is fantastic. Thank you so much for tuning into this week's Cold Brew Corner. My name is Gerald Goodrich, your barista, <laughs> or is it barista? I never know how to pronounce it. So yeah, so things things are good, man. My wife did all of the hard work bringing that child into the world, so uh, my job is to change diapers and wash dishes, and that's what I've been doing for the last couple of weeks, and it's been great. Uh, so yeah, so we are, we kind of switched our shows this week. We talked about it a little bit on Tuesday, uh, but we had we had our friend Melissa Trebowasser lined up to just talk TCU, and then some kind of big things broke with TCU, and so we wanted to give her an opportunity, and, and uh, she had has a plenty big enough platform for us to you know even need to offer one is is laughable but uh we want we we had her booked and we wanted to give her an opportunity to just kind of talk and um you know say say say, say how she feels and, and what she was thinking about what's going on currently and just with Gary, Gary Patterson so that's kind of shifted our, our focus and we wanted to give that room to breathe so we've got some news that happened earlier in the week that we're going to bring to you today because we have to talk about it because that's kind of what we get paid to do so the first thing the biggest thing the in all of the COVID-19 craziness, we didn't know what sports was going to look like. And the Big 12, unsurprisingly, was the last conference to make a freaking decision. 
we'll just we'll just leave it there. The conference that censures students rather than referees and coaches was the last one to make a decision on what they were going to do in the fall. And so the Big 12 landed on nine conference games and then one non-conference game, but it has to be a home game for the team. So the two non-conference games that haven't already been canceled because the SEC pulled the trigger in a reasonable amount of time and said we're going totally conference only. The LSU game was a road game anyways, but it was off the table. So UTEP and USF are both home games. So Kyle, nine games in conference jumping straight in, one non-con game to warm up, and then Kansas State and OU likely right off the bat. That's a tough, tough, uh, tough first two rounds. Yeah, I mean, it's interesting, right? You don't get the the historical kind of cupcake to, to level set everything, but Texas has done a good job, and we've, we've praised them for at least one juggernaut every offseason. Um, this is obviously the exception and not the rule, so you take this season out of it. Um, if it's UTEP, if it's USF, um, if it's someone else, right, if, if things, chips and dominoes change, uh, I, I think it's fine. I think the start of Big 12 play is difficult uh, for the Horns, so I hope they get someone, you know, that they can they – can, you know, come out and knock the cobwebs off uh, against. I mean, obviously, I think we all understand that uh, LSU was afraid to play us, which is why the SEC, you know, canceled out-of-conference uh, games. There's really no logistical reason to it, uh, except you're afraid to, you know, to play uh, Texas, really. I, I think that's that's the answer. So um, we'll just go ahead and count it as a, as a W. We beat the defending national champions. If we were the Aggies, we'd put it up on the stadium Handle. as as a national championship. That's right. They didn't even score on us. Um but, uh, yeah, I mean, it, it's actually quite interesting. I do not think that this is the last domino to fall. I think they're, you know, we're, we're getting pretty close to understanding. But, I mean, there are so many variables still up in the air as, you know, people actually return to campus and school in cases. You look at Major League Baseball just spiking in, in you know, uh, teams basically being being shut down. I mean, we'll, we'll see so far. looks like NHL and, and NBA are, are both doing okay in their bubbles. Um, but, I mean, it, I I just do not think that we have come to the the final end of the road, you know, assuming we keep knocking on wood and crossing fingers and, and hoping there is a college football season. I don't think the logistics of whatever that looks like, if it is anything, are, are finalized um, yet, you know, in, in the first week of August. Yeah, and, and again, I think things are going to change. I mean, it looks like Major League Baseball is – they're postponing and canceling games at this point. So, like, they're, the, the bubble model seems to be working, and this kind of do-your-own-thing model seems to be weird. And the, the conference-only games work if your conferences were still regional, but the conferences are no longer regional because right. West Virginia is on the East Coast, right? Like, that's the most egregious example of it is we got to fly cross-country or – theoretically bus across country maybe I don't know uh, to, to go to that game for some teams and so I don't it's going to be interesting I think this this year is going to be fluid I think it's going to be interesting uh, I think we we knew a 10 game season was going to happen um, it sucks for you know their their guys who are losing two games of their senior year you got a guy like Sam Ellinger who is on the cusp of, of setting or breaking some records uh, for the University of Texas I'm actually putting a piece together uh, for the BON site writing I know me writing shocking um, <laughs> but it's going to be interesting like and and you know this is this also allows for more flexibility, right? Because if you schedule it with 13 weeks in mind, you, you kind of shift your schedule, change your schedule with 13 weeks in mind, and then you kind of go from there. Oh, we had to shift a week, we had to cancel a week. This team had to shut down for you know 14 days or whatever. You've got some wiggle room. But I think if the season happens to completion, I don't imagine it being done before like January. 
Yes, exactly. It's going to be very odd. It's going to be it's going to be very interesting. Spring football could still be a thing. We're not ruling um, that out. Obviously, everyone, if you have hotel rooms and Baton Rouge, you cancel those. Um, but no one knows what this is going to be. My my hope in all of this. Let's just get that you talked about conferences no longer being regional. Let's just fix that. Let's get rid of the Big Twelve. Let's get rid of the NCAA. But let's come back as the new Southwest Conference. Obviously, we'll have all the people who were there. You know, in in let's say let's use ninety one uh, as the cutoff. Even though the conference didn't end until ninety six, Arkansas, Baylor, Houston, Oklahoma was not there, but we'll, we'll grandfather them in Oklahoma A and M, which is now Okie State. We're still not decided if they're in um, SMU, uh, UT, A and M, TCU, and Tech. There's your conference right there easy travel um pretty much you know the not even tech being the the furthest travel game uh from from austin i think at that point um maybe arkansas but pretty close uh, those two so i mean you're you're very very localized uh at, at that point um so yeah i mean the the model is ripe for breaking right now as society is breaking around it let's just change some stuff up there there have been reports that like the NCAA is seriously on the cusp of fracturing, and I'm super happy about that. I've wanted to abolish the NCAA for a very long time. It's a fairly useless organization that uh, reinforces outdated thoughts about amateurism in college football. So we got some good news on the horizon. We got some good news. Uh, Texas got its first commitment of the 2022 class. Four-star wide receiver in love with his name, Faison Wilson. Commits to the University of Texas. Top 250 guy, number 245 overall, a four-star wide receiver. 6'4", 210 pounds. He's a big fella. Andre Coleman had got beaten up a little bit for his wide receiver recruiting, but Coleman was the primary on him. And Wilson, again, if you are if you have your ear to the ground on recruiting, there were some rumblings that Coleman had some things in the hopper. Uh, but picking up kind of the leader, the cornerstone of your class, is a pretty big deal this early, especially with a guy like Wilson. Yeah, I mean, it's it's uh, you can look at the other schools that were after him, right? I mean, this is Alabama was coming in hard uh, for this kid, Auburn, Arkansas, Colorado. I mean, there, there's some, some good schools um, looking at it. A giant, six four two ten, um, sixteen seventeen years old. I mean, just a uh, he has the. He has the size of Faison Love and the charisma of Donald Faison. Um, I, I am so excited for this kid to be, you know, on the forty. I think this is an amazing, amazing get, an amazing start, um, or, or kind of foundation to that twenty twenty two class. Which, goodness, the numbers are getting um, too high. But let's just talk about. Um, Andre Coleman, doing pretty good. Um, there have been some talk. I mean, there was a lot of talent in Texas and Austin that didn't make its way onto the 40 acres uh, when former receivers coach Drew Manger was the, the helmet. I'm not trying to compare the two. Um, but it is something we have to talk about. We've talked about receiver room being the strength of, of this offense for a long time, but there is a point that you got to reload. you got to restock. Um, you know, we just put two very talented receivers in the NFL. We're already – Curious how you know that that unit responds and who steps up this year. But we have to be looking down the road. That has to be in in the modern college football game a position that you continuously restock and reload and just have weapons upon weapons upon weapons like six deep. Again, that's why Coleman is getting beat up because Texas has a lot there, but but that talent's going to graduate. And I think the other thing with this, and this is not to downplay what what Wilson brings. I think Wilson is going to be a heck of a talent for Texas. But he's also real good friends with a guy that Texas I think needs to has to land in the twenty twenty one class. Uh, he's on the same seven on seven.
Saban team is really good friends with Keytron Jackson, who is a, who's a high priority Texas target at this point. And really right after like minutes, hours after the Wilson commitment came in a good friend of the show, Mike Roach put in a fairly high confidence crystal ball for Jackson to Texas. And then on Sunday, two more came in for Texas. And then uh, Monday, Nick Harris put out a high confidence crystal ball and said that the call is going to happen in the month of August. And so it seems like Coleman may have have I won't say reversed his yeah. fortunes because he's missed out on some really yes. high high needs high profile yes. guys, but um, at least is, is putting some uh, some ointment on the wound. Yeah, I, I, I think for sure. I think this wide receiver class in this twenty twenty one has been such a question mark, and and Keytron Jackson would be um, would be a huge tide turner, right? You basically um, bring in two big body guys. Um, Keaton Jackson, not quite as big at 6'2", I think 180-ish, 190, um, but still a really big receiver, more in the Brennan Eagles mold than the Calvin Johnson mold. So we're talking big, big receivers on both ends, but you basically bring in two big bodies that Tom Herman loves. That's kind of his ideal mold, it seems like, um, of these receivers. Um, so, I mean, I think it's a narrative changer if, in fact, that news does break. And, and in addition to Faison, we're actually adding eight stars of really quality Texas wide receiver to the next two classes i think there'll be other moving pieces as the season uh continues to play out so we'll obviously as soon as more stuff breaks we'll have mike roach come on because that's our cadence right basically like every five ish weeks five and a half weeks i we send a dm to mike and he decides to come on so as things continue to flip and uh settle we will have more recruiting news for you so that brings us to the part of the show where we kind of just do a news dump uh, because we don't have any of the sports to shine on that don't get any shine, and we down the 40. So we'll start with some quick football hits. Uh, Anthony Cook, we have to talk about this, took his name out of the transfer portal after putting it in and, and tweeting and said he was out and then back in. Then out. It was a weird situation. But he's apparently at least in halfway, we'll say it. Uh, hopefully he's all the way in again. Glad to have him back. Very talented guy. Likely competing for, for reps at that spur spot, uh, the, the nickel spot with uh, with Addy Mora and Brown. Uh, but we all we all know what happened last year in the 2019 season with the, the depth in the secondary that really it's why Max Duggan looked like a uh, looked like a superstar against Texas is because, well, the uh, the secondary was held together by medical tape and prayer. So hopefully depth is not a bad thing. Yeah, absolutely. I think, you know, like you talked about, when you have true freshmen who are supposed to be like the fifth string guy in there, um, it is that worst case scenario where, you know, guys are stepped up pretty admirably, I think. But there were times when injury bug really, really, you know, devastated that that defense in general, but especially the secondary. So just in the more depth that you have, the more competition that you have, you know, where's BJ Foster going to play? Where's, you know, where's Thompson going to be at? Where, you know, can can Cook, you know, uh, claw back up? Is is Chris Adamore? You know, the the more that we have names that we're talking about, guys competing two, three, four guys for a couple spots, um, that makes me feel great. So uh, welcome back you never left but but you know we are we are thrilled i don't want to hear any folks saying anything negative he's a longhorn always been a longhorn and will continue to be a longhorn until he's not so we're rooting for you anthony cook uh let's 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 make this decision such an afterthought when you have a uh, a six interception um 12 to 18 pass breakup season let's just let's get you on that thorpe list baby open field tackles blowing people up ripping fumbles free so sam ellinger Name to the Manning Award watch list again. Watch list season is fun. Not really much to talk about there. Uh, but th- we do have some news about what's going on to hopefully keep fans and players 
safe. So we'll start with uh, the Texas University of Texas announced on Monday its plan and safety precautions and a lot of uh, real smart things happening. Again, limiting stadium capacity to, I believe, like 25% was the number that's been being thrown around. Um, fans are going to have a specific gate they have to enter into. Um, social distancing markers in those lines. I'm terrified to see what those lines look like. Um, their sanitizing measures are going to happen uh, all around. You're going completely, I think, electronic for the ticketing, which is going to be interesting to see. Again, it'll be uh, all mobile ticketing, so no physical hand back to forth. So contactless, hold up your phone, let them scan it. So again, there's a lot of changes coming, and I think it's really smart. Again, if you're going to have football and you're going to have football in person, um, be smart about it, and that's the right way to go about it. And the same thing goes for the players. So the University of uh, Texas Equipment posted on Twitter that they are experimenting with full face mask shields. Uh, underneath the face mask to keep players from hopefully, again, I don't, I'm not a scientist, transmitting to each other uh, between in, in, in the middle of plays. And so um, there's a lot to be said about, again, Kyle, you and I did not play collegiate football. We did play high school football in uh, South Central Texas. And so um, it gets a little hot, it's a little steamy. Um, it's going to be interesting to see uh, how foggy those things get between plays. I don't remember if it's Chris Boyd. Someone, uh, one of the former players on Twitter, I, I was trying to look for it just now, but I did see it when it happened, uh, was basically saying, like, when we were on campus, we weren't even allowed to have visors. Like, I guess there was a desire for uh, one of the defensive backs to have visors and maybe a coach wouldn't let him. I don't know. Um, but almost seemed jealous. But I've also heard reports, like you said, that folks who are actually um, experimenting with this are, are struggling to, uh, to breathe in the heat. And uh, I'm just waiting for, you know, the, the second obvious natural phase where they install on the linemen's little uh, windshield wipers when that heavy, heavy breath in the trenches turns to fog and they have to, uh, you know, wipe the whole shield uh, off. But no, I mean, I, it, right, we, we've, we've referenced it multiple times and every time we talk about caveats in this season happening, we have to talk about this. If we are going to have a season, we have to do something about it. But if we have to do all these things in order to have a season, should we be having a season? Different conversation. Um... But yeah, I mean, I think it's good for the fact that if we are going to play, let's make it as safe as, as possible, right? Uh, full sleeves, leggings, face shields, uh, neck, um, what do you call those, snoods um, that cover the, uh, the the neck that European soccer players wear. Um, you know, let's let's be let's be fully uh, in, in, in as much of a bubble as we can make these players and keep them safe. Let's uh, let's not make the West Campus former bubble the only bubble on campus so a couple of quick news hitters Pearson Cootie won the Western Amateur Championship big ups to that so hopefully we get a golf season and he can continue his dominance on the amateur circuit and then Texas basketball picked up a commit from 2021 point guard Amarion Ellis he's actually unranked currently but uh, look at his look at the people that were pursuing him and I think Shaka Smart seems to be I'm gonna be really honest with you the if Shaka I, I don't know why Shaka can't get the recruiting that he does and the evaluation that he does to mirror on court results all the time. But, uh, I, I trust Shaka's eye for, uh, guards and for recruiting. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's two players. They brought in North Carolina power forward, uh, Keon, I think it's it Jerry. I don't know. Um, but the two players who are not ranked now, you could say a burn orange media conspiracy, uh, that, uh, you know, they will be probably ranked after this. Um, you know, I, it's curious, right? We know um, Ellis is, is also a ranked 
quarterback 247 um has him uh i don't know where he's ranked there but he's he's two sports star um he's a combo guard for sure just turned 17 so you know if if there is a season and, and everything in the basketball side he's going to be a guy who definitely probably rises uh, up the charts and that's cool right let's if this is what smart needed if he's trying to recreate some of his magic that he had taking unheralded three-star guys from vcu to the final four um as opposed to five-star bigs who are one and done and he's trying to build something differently on top of the probably most as we've mentioned many times t- most talented related class that he's ever had that you know should be this upcoming season's team, um, I, I think it's interesting, right? He's building for a future, so he, he's planning and thinks that this year's going to go well, so he's got multiple years to plan for. So I, I'm, I'm cautiously sitting back and nodding my head and waiting to waiting to see. And and that's, again, we'll, we'll totally... It would be totally, ridiculously the perfect summation of Shaka's career at Texas if the most talented team he's ever had uh, <laughs> didn't get to play because of a pandemic. But that's a whole... Another conversation. That brings us to the part of the show where we honor one of the best traditions in all of college athletics, Big Bertha, and we bang the drum, brought to you by Joe Ruiz. So, Kyle, what are you banging the drum on this week? Well, Gerald, uh, we, we just talked about college basketball, but NBA basketball is is back and in, in full swing, and it's fun, and it's everything I hoped uh, it would be. It feels very much just like an AAU tournament at this point in the best way, um, except these stats count. But uh, there's, there's multiple Longhorns... Um, Taking part again, we obviously know Kevin Durant isn't, but we have Jared Allen, uh, DJ Augustin, Mo Bamba, uh, Bamba, Jackson Hayes, Corey Joseph, PJ Tucker, and Miles Turner all competing uh, in the bubble and hopefully competing in the um, in the playoffs. Right, if each of these can make it, I think there's a good chance that uh, I think a couple of them are competing against each other for spots, but that a good chance like at least six of these Longhorns should probably make the playoffs portion because again this is finalizing the remainder of the season in the bubble format um i will say one thing that's pretty cool um is the players as a part of um everything going on since basketball was last played um and and just the fact that the nba is a progressive kind of forward looking and cutting edge um, league in many many ways um but have been in this sector of of equality as well um they let the players pick um whatever names they wanted so i was just gonna read out the the UT alums jerseys um, in the in the bubble situation. So Jarrett Allen for the Nets is rocking a Cis de Puede, uh, which is fantastic. That's a strong strong start. Uh, DJ Augustine going for the understated equality. Mobamba with Black Lives Matter. Jackson Hayes also with equality. Corey Joseph with Black Lives Matter. Um, PJ Tucker with Tucker uh, going with PJ. It's his own brand. And then Miles Turner wearing respect us on the back uh, of his jersey. So I think very cool. Like I said, I, I'm just loving that basketball is back. I've been having as much fun watching these kind of fast paced, um, open, really open games um, that have been really well played it reminds of that all-star game last year where like they started playing defense and all of a sudden it was like just great really elite players just going at each other and and, you know like that 92 dream team scrimmage like just get great players and let them just kind of go play basketball that's what's happening right now and it's fun um but i do love that the longhorns have ample representation inside the bubble 
Well, and I just love that, like, it's just a bunch of adult millionaires going to summer camp. I think that's also fun. It's like the – I said this on Twitter. It's like the most bougie AAU tournament that's ever existed, and I'm really happy about it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And, and, and I mean, again, I, I said it on my Bang the Drum a couple of weeks ago, but if you are not following um, the, the NBA Bubble Live Twitter account to see what's going on inside the bubble or each of these players, if you want to go as far, their Instagram and Twitter accounts, um, it's amazing. These guys are literally in summer camp. They are, They are just – it's it's incredible. Now that games are back, it's slowed down a little, um, but it's it's amazing, guys. You need to you need to be watching this. This is the greatest social experiment. Yeah, it's it's super fun. So I'm banging the drum this week on uh, a. I guess I'm just gonna go ahead and say it. It's a Twitter thread from a guy who you and I really like, Brian Carrington, and he's obviously doing his job and kind of getting the recruiting brand of Texas built. But he he went on a bit of a of a. a he, I mean, he put together a thread of why Stan Drayton is as good as I think advertised. And so Stan Drayton has been really good for Texas. Uh, and it's been really good at developing guys. Like when you look at the, the, the NFL guys, Ezekiel Elliott, Arian Foster, Brian Westbrook, Jordan Howard, Matt Forte, Ahmad Green, like he's got, he's got skins on the wall as, as some people would say, um, Ezekiel Elliott actually credited him at the combine as the reason why he's the running back. He is today. Um, and so like, Stan Drayton is a guy who catches a lot of heat from Texas fans on on recruiting boards and on Twitter um, because they're like, well, he never lands the big fish. He never lands the big. He never lands the big fish. And I'm like, well, one like, granted, he was he was half of getting Bijan committed, but like, Stan brings in basically the best running back in the Big Twelve year in and year out. Like, it may not be the the. Uh, it, you're not. It may not be the the five star guy all the time. Hashtag Bijan, but like. There's an opportunity now for Texas two years in a row to grab a top 10, top 15 player at running back. We'll have Mike Roach come on and talk about, like, they're they're well in the mix of things for both Kamar Wheaton and, um, and LJ. And so, like, Texas has a shot at back-to-back years getting a blue-chip NFL-type running back. Um, and that's on the, the shoulders of, of Stan Drayton. And so, uh, I guess I'm just saying all this to say, like, I will no longer entertain Stan Drayton slander uh, in my mentions nor on my podcast. And so, I, again, Stan Drayton maybe missed out on the I. AMG Academy guys last year, uh, and that's their two years ago, and that's okay. Um, but Stan, Stan has been doing a really good job recruiting for Texas, and I think uh, he is a guy that will continue to do so moving forward. Yeah, and, and you know he obviously is in charge of recruiting running backs, but uh, in his career he's also been listed as co-recruiters on some players that weren't just running backs. Obviously, you take you know Bijan we just talked about, but a guy named Cam Newton who was pretty good in college. Um, he helped recruit him, Chris Rainey to Florida, uh, Marshawn Lattimore, Curtis Sam- Samuel, obviously Ezekiel you talked about. Um, I mean his 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 history um, is 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 long. I mean it's it, even at UT. Keontae Ingram and Darian Brown under different circumstances with no injuries could be, you know, could be all-timers, you know, on the on that all-time list in the top 10, top 15 all-time at UT. Uh, if, if, you know, careers, if they could stay healthy and, and actually, you know, play to the potential that was saw when those guys were recruited. So it's tough, right? It always... Um, it is always easier to look back and make some kind of sweeping summary judgment um, than to be the guy who's out evaluating and then recruiting um, and, and landing those those fish and then coaching them up when they get on campus. So uh, I, you will never find from either. Gerald is obviously strongly pro Drayton, but from either uh, host of this podcast, any SD slander. Not, not in the slightest bit. Uh, but that's all we've got for you this week. Kyle. Where can the good folks find you on the internet? Oh, you can find me on Twitter at Kyle Carpenter. You can also follow the Texas uh, pregamer on Twitter at 
Texas Pregamer. You can follow the show on Twitter at LonghornPod. You can follow me on Twitter at GHGoodrich. Choose an email, LonghornRepublicPod at gmail.com. Thank you so much for tuning in again this week. And until next time, hook them. Hook them. Spurs are going to win the title. Yeah.